Good afternoon and welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Laura, who is here to speak with us about her experience of stewarding the Commitment Buddies program. Welcome, Laura. Hi, Jen. Hey, thanks for being with us. Glad to be here. So a number of people have experienced the program, and we've certainly talked on good news hearing from people who have participated and absolutely loved the Commitment Buddies program. And we thought it would be fun to hear yet another angle of the experience of the person stewarding that practice for all of us. So thanks for being with us to talk about that. And maybe you could say a little bit of what experience has been. Yeah. Um, well, I'll start by saying that I, um, previous to becoming this, the um, the steward, I had been a participant and gotten to um, benefit from the program. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that just adds a layer of uh, knowing how much it has meant to me and what a benefit. It brought to my practice um, yeah that support yeah 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 that's that's so great to have that firsthand experience for yourself of what the experience is which really adds a for everyone mm-hmm. and you're breaking up just a little bit for me Jen I can still pretty much hear you but um, I wondered about that the, the static went away for me for a minute so <laughs> I probably went away too But basically, so tell me if that happens again. I'm now standing by the window, so that should be better. Um, But essentially, yes, so nice to have your own experience of how helpful it is, and which adds a dimension to them being the steward of it for the whole sangha. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I've shared this on some kind of other practice calls, but it's been... um, I think for me, it's it's a more co- kind of complex role than I've um, kind of been in, involved with in stewarding in practice before in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a little bit more like uh, there's kind of more parallels to like my normal work life, <laughs> that kind of thing. Ah. Um, oh, yeah, perfect. And, uh, and so I feel like that's... Um, just been helpful because it just it brings up different things. Yeah. So it is helpful. Yeah. I. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Laura. Um, <laughs> so that place where you know you stewarded various things before, but this one has some you know more complexity to it, some more moving parts. And so mm-hmm. what it does is it brings up different things. Um, it has more parallels with kind of your work life, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, brings up probably imagine some of the things that come up in your work life handy mm-hmm. to have those come up in the context of what you're stewarding with practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and as I was reflecting on, you know, uh, you know, when I got the invitation to to speak on the show, for some reason something that dropped in for me was um, that, you know, a couple of days ago, because we were about, you know, starting this, the new quarter, um, and I was, you know, telling my boyfriend that I needed to go, you know, answer some emails or something like that. And I think he picked up on the fact that I was maybe kind of identified or, you know, something like, and was, he was like, isn't this supposed to be fun? And 
It was. Uh-huh. <laughs> and when I saw a couple of things in that, because in some ways it was a good reminder of like, oh, right, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. seem to be having fun right now. Mm-hmm. That's helpful to realize. Um, yes. But but the other thing that I saw was that it, it was kind of this place of like, yeah, I'm not having fun right now, and that's okay. You know, like yeah. it was just kind of like I'm doing this to see it, you know. And it's like, yeah, this stuff is coming up for me, and that's not a problem. Like that, just kind of trusting that that's valuable too. Exactly, because reminds me so much, Laura of what we say of we're not going for a particular experience. So mm-hmm. I just love that sort of twofold realization you had when essentially having that reflected for you. <laughs> Where there was this, that's true, that's interesting, that is interesting, but I'm not really having fun right now. And mm-hmm. I would project a piece of what you're pointing at is, you know, I'm not going for a particular experience because then the, the sort of the other side of the duality might be like, you know what, I don't really want to do this stewardship opportunity because I have enough of this at work. So I don't mm-hmm. want to deal with this also in practice. Mm-hmm. But that's missing the point, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. the point is to realize, I'm sure I would imagine, there's a lot of times at work where you're, quote, not having fun. So mm-hmm. to get to see how does that process of not having fun happen in a practice context with something you're stewarding, wow, that's a real opportunity. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think what came out of my mouth at that moment, which I don't think he quite got, but was something like, well, you know, part of why we do this stuff is to, you know, see how we cause ourselves to suffer. And uh, I was kind of like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm seeing it. That's right. That's exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so, Laura, I'm curious kind of as you've gone along, are there specific examples of things where you've really seen um, kind of use things that have come up in the stewardship to practice with in particular? Hmm. I mean, maybe not. But. I, yeah, no, I, I think I mean, there's been a couple of things. One is just, um, one that I found particularly helpful was around urgency. Um, mm. And because that's, that's a big one for me. And um, mm-hmm. just, you know, getting that guidance and, um, and then I've, I've really been noticing myself like that guidance coming up for me in my regular work, you know? Mm. But, um, and I think just having the experience of, um, you know, doing work, quote unquote, or sending emails or that kind of thing in a place where we don't go to urgency, it doesn't matter what's happening, you know? Right, right. Um, no matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that... Mm-hmm that seems to be leaching over a little bit into, mm. you know, <laughs> into yeah. my other areas of my life where that will just kind of drop <laughs> in. I'm like, well, you yeah. know. That, that's a leaching we welcome, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that is so good. Well, and it really points at how when you started talking and saying this, this opportunity has more parallels to your work, so there are emails mm-hmm. that you're answering and that sort of thing, and so you watch that urgency creep in. And then realize, wait a minute, one of the main tenets that we always work with is urgency is ego, always, period. That's such a good mm. sort of litmus test, a good flag. And there's mm-hmm. no reason ever to go to urgency. And so then practicing with that in the stewardship and watching that really carry over into your work life. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and then the other thing that struck me in that I was just have been noticing those past few days is um, just noticing how um, you know ego kind of wouldn't. It's like whatever I'm doing, it kind of like ego kind of just takes it for granted. Like I've just been having these like snatches of of looking at like wow. This this is like uh, you know here's someone who's showing up and is wanting to be of service and doing this yeah. thing you know whereas yeah. from the ego perspective yeah. like that's just I, I never see that perspective I know ne- that never yeah. is something that um it's kind of like I never get not that it's credit but it's like I never get credit for you know yeah. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah that's beautiful. Um, it reminds me so much of what people will talk about of why we all love being around Sangha because mm-hmm. authenticity is what's reflected. It's all that's mm-hmm. reflected ever. And it sounds like yeah. what you're describing is you're really getting that reflection of, mm. you know, I mean, ego just blah, 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 right? Picks at how I do it or what, blah, blah, blah. But really getting to see this person, Laura, show up to do this and getting to see that authenticity that's there and really getting that mirrored and really sounds like getting that at a, at a different level through this opportunity. Mm, yeah. You know, the, the other thing that I've been noticing just the last couple of days was, I think maybe because in a year long retreat where one of our assignments is to like notice joy. And so like one of the places where I feel like I've been noticing joy in, in this stewarding is just, um, mm. I, just these moments where, like looking at the names of the people I might be emailing or that kind of thing and mm-hmm. um, just reflecting on like how much the program is meant for and just feeling like I'm the conduit to help them with this yeah. practice with yeah. the, you know, yeah. and just um, yeah. that's felt really good. It is joyful. Mm-hmm. That is joyful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know what is so amazing about this practice is that, when, you know, so there are logistics, right? Okay, so we have programs mm-hmm. and people need to sign up for them and then things happen and questions, I'm not sure about this and that. So, you know, all of that emails need to happen and various things need to happen. So there's sort of the, quote, work around it. But what's mm-hmm. so extraordinary as you're talking, Laura, is that as all of us, whatever we're doing, whatever part we're playing, where the person writing in with a question, where the person stewarding, making sure that an answer gets to that, the person giving the guidance to the person who's going to lay you, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's, it's everyone's practice. That's what we're mm-hmm. all doing through all of it. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's like um, the word, it's just like connecting with that love, you know, that that's what this is yeah. really all about, you know. <laughs> It's, it's like that quote, like, we can't just walk around saying I love you. So, you know, we set up programs, <laughs> exactly. and whatever. We have but to it's questions <laughs> about the programs. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we say it. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> A perfect note to end on, Laura. Thank you so much for being with us this afternoon to thank talk you. about that. And thank you for all you're doing to steward that program. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Go happy. And Michael, before I turn the show over to you, I have one other thing I want to tell you, if I may. 
yes, you and, and everyone, <laughs> yeah. all of us. Um, so uh, I don't know how much folks, you know, follow the news and that sort of thing, but um, COVID is, you know, doing not good stuff in Africa right now, sadly. Yeah. And so one of the alarming statistics in Zambia in particular is that 0.8% of the population is fully vaccinated. Oh, wow. And we just wanted to let folks know that I get goosebumps. Our entire team is fully vaccinated. Oh, wow. 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 The entire cooperative team. And it really, I just, and it's not because, you know, we paid a bunch of money or pulled a bunch of strings or anything like that. It, to me, it's a testament to attention. I mean, you know, yeah, just being on it, being ready, understanding the importance of it. It really, to me, I was looking at today is is kind of a um, sort of like the stamp on the envelope, you know, where it matters Mm. how you put the stamp on the envelope and the ripple effect of that. Yes. And I just really feel like the team, all, our entire team being fully vaccinated, when 0.8% of folks in that country are vaccinated is really a testament to the power of attention and to being on it and ready and it's important and all of that. So we just thought that would be, you know, nice for folks to know. That's great news. That's great news. Yeah. And yeah. yes, the power of attention. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Michael, we'll have a great show. Wonderful. Thank you, Jen. And thank you, Laura. Thank you. Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air. And good afternoon, Ashwini. Uh, let me, let's try this again here. Michael, can you hear oh, me? Oh, now I can hear you. Great. Huh? Great. Yeah, I'm muted. I was just saying, goosebumps is exactly the, the experience of hearing that statistic. Yes. 0.8% and we're part of that, right? Simply yes. For the power of attention, yeah. Yes, yes, it's great, it's great. And I loved that conversation with uh, Laura also, and uh, that urgency is always ego. It's just, yeah. that's such powerful, you know, it's just like fact. I can, I can rely on that statement yeah. to guide me. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Well, and the part that I resonated so much with is what Laura was talking about, being the conduit of love. Mm, that, that, yes. that such a lovely definition of service that I'm here to assist, and through me, things uh, through me that connection of love is 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 what's moved forward. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yes. What dropped in, as you said, that is that. As a conduit of love, the love comes through me. So it comes yes. in, it goes out. I'm the first <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I have announcements here unless there's something else you'd like to share with us. No, please go ahead. Okay. For those who want to access the wisdom, love and compassion that is our authentic nature our powerful recording and listening training course starts August 12th. This engaging six-week course includes recording and listening exercises with time in class for processing your experience. And for these and all practice offerings, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for today's show. You can press star six and then one to get in the queue. 
and make guest show, indicate your desire to talk with Ashwini, and the conversation on one topic, please, of about five minutes is great. Okay, Ashwini, I think we are ready here. Excellent. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Ashwini, this is Jen in Pennsylvania. Hey, Jen. Hi, Jen. Hey. Hi, Michael. Um, yeah, I wanted to call in. Uh, I mean, all of that, I'm so excited to hear about the vaccinations for, for Zambia and, and hearing the conversation with Laura, just so many beautiful things. And, uh, and so I was part of the um, zero waste uh, coaching, group coaching program that happened um, a, a, like a week or two ago, I guess it ended. And um, that one of the encouragements that we had at the end of the program was to call in and, and talk about what we were seeing if we wanted to do that. So I, I'm here to do that. I wanted to do that. Oh, that's so wonderful, Jen. Tell us, tell us what yeah. you're doing. Well, yes, it was it was so much fun and so helpful. Um, you know, like all Sangha programs, it was such a great way to just look at zero waste and what the heart might want to do, but with no, you, you know, not letting all the self-hate get in there. I mean, it feels like with anything, right, but especially – an issue that to me it just feels so big right like what you know it's all the what can one person do with the level of you know climate change and just all the all the stuff right but there was just such um fun and kind encouragement to really look at uh coming from care and and what we would enjoy doing and not from the shoulds and the self-hate and the you know all that stuff so that was just just made it fabulous <laughs> right from the start uh-huh, um uh-huh. Let me stop you there and reflect that yeah. again because it's such yeah. an important process approach. So if you look at look at it as the as the way the way ego frames it, what can one person do in the face of global climate change? You can't be the person who 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 cleans up the planet by yourself. And so all of the information and all of the tools and all of the the uh, Whatever is available feels overwhelming, and, uh, and there's a lot of self-hate involved in that process because you should be doing something, but you're not doing something. And so, uh, you know, it just gets very complicated very quickly. But to do it in, in this group coaching format where the focus is on coming from care, being in touch with what motivates you, making the self-hate not be the object of the exercise, discovering where it is, but not focusing on it. And then in that very kind and loving way, really being supported into exploring the process rather than just being shut down and being made to quit. Exactly, exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, so many times the for me, you know, the heart will, will want to do something, but that shutdown can happen so quickly, right? But, yeah, to have this different support for this process, um, just so mm-hmm. helpful. And so um, there were, you know, so many things, on, just the content pieces, but when, one thing I, I talked about a little bit in the, in the context of the program, um, so other 
folks had talked about um, composting, and it was something I, I moved about a year ago, and I had looked into, I'm in an apartment, so it's a little trickier to, I don't have a backyard or something to compost, right? So I had looked into what might be options, and it seemed like there, there wasn't really anything um, at the municipal level here. Um, so it just had been one of those like, oh, I don't really know what to do, and, you know, had, had just kind of fallen away. And so having it brought back around through the, the calls um, just prompted that like, well, let me look into this again and I don't know, see what's possible. I would, I, I would like to do that. And it was so fun to discover that there had been nothing in this area for, for all of this time, which is what I had found when I initially moved. But just in April of this year, this community had set up a co-op to say, hey, we have a need for municipal composting. And so we're starting this co-op. And by the way, there's an orientation in July. So I was just able to go uh, this past weekend to this orientation for this co-op for composting that's starting. And it was just so much fun that all of that opened up through through this process. Yes, yes, so you, you attempt to do it. And I love that place, right, John, this, this place where if we listen long enough, if that intention is rich within us or alive within us, then the world opens doors. So, yeah, it wasn't available then. Then you did this, this, uh, this uh, group coaching. Composting is something that you're interested in. It's not available, and then suddenly you find out that there is a co-op that's going to do it, and then you go to the orientation because there's a follow-through there, right? Because that's what coming from your heart's desire is. So if there's an orientation and I want to do compost, I'm going to make sure that I go. I follow through on it. Exactly. And I think that's, a, you know, that was part of, as I was recording and listening, you know, that I was like, I want to call and, you know, and, and look at this because that's what feels that's what feels so good. And then there's more energy for participation in life. And I, I, I saw through the, through the coaching and, and just in practice in general, but it feels like it just, it was highlighting that place that, that's talked about, like when we, you know, when, when we act from that heart's desire, that's what we, what we really do want, um, then we get to see, you know, who we, who we really are instead of, you know, all the, like, I get talked into doing something that I don't really, it's not really in alignment with how I want to be, but, but then there's just a bunch of self, hey, in, instead of like, well, you know, the asset, it's not like I have to, you know, come from some place of like being perfect around zero waste now or something either, but just, <laughs> just that, you know what I mean? It was just crazy. Yes. But, but just that place yes. of like, you know, following through on what the heart actually wants, you know, shows me more of, of who I am authentically instead of thinking that I'm all the stuff that you know, ego says about me or ego goads me into doing when I'm, you know, not present and uh, yeah, like that. (laughs) Yes, like that. And so if I may, Jen, I think this is what you're saying. So there's a way in which you are, we're often conditioned to be the good, right person. So I end up doing Mm -hmm. something because I want to be the good, right person. Uh, And then I have a whole bunch of self-hate because you know, I'm never meeting the standards of the good right person. And there's that sense of somehow this is off, but I'm doing this because I have to or I should, which is such a different place than the place is mm-hmm. coming from. This is authentically what I resonate with. 
And therefore, I'm coming from there. I'm not doing this because I have to, because I should, because it's the right person thing to do. This is, what, this is how life moves through me. And that really is the definition of being who you are. That's who you are. That's how you know who you are, because you're coming from what animates you authentically, rather than being the person that conditioning says you should be, that you may or may not want to be, or may or may not be. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. such a great. Yes. Thank you for that. Yeah. Exactly. It gives it's that opportunity to. Of, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. The definition of well, the, it's integrity. Integrity. Yes. It's when your heart. I think that's a quote from Gandhi, right? When your heart and your words and your intentions and your actions are all lined up, that's the true true definition of happiness. Exactly. Yes. And it's just so fun to get to, right, have that experience of more of that, you know, in alignment and integrity, not not from the shit place, but from, from that place of like, that is happiness, that is experiencing authenticity. And I, I, I know there's other people too, just to say, I just feel so grateful, because I feel like, you know, the zero waste coaching was, was one place of it. And just everything that we do in practice, I feel like are these chances to just keep clearing away like all that stuff that ego you know says is who we are and tries to make us feel bad about and then to to uncover and get to experience the authenticity is just so great yes and i'm so grateful yes so yeah yeah yeah. Uh, i i I couldn't agree with you more john that it's through these through the engagement in in practice which constantly reflects for us what we are as opposed to ego which reflects what we're not do we actually get to have the experience of our own authenticity which i project is why it was so powerful for you right because there was a structure within which you had that experience and it can never be taken from you because you are the person who is excited about taking care of the planet participated in a structure that assisted you to see how to do that, to be in touch with that, acted from there, and therefore had the experience of who you are. Unsullied and untainted by ego. Yeah. Uh, I'm very, very, very grateful. Yeah. So thank you. Well, thank, thank you, you thank for you. calling in, Jen, and sharing <laughs> that with us. Uh, it's, it's just wonderful. It's really wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be over here learning about compost. So thank you, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Which, you know, I, even though I wasn't part of the zero waste coaching, I was part of uh, the looking at the curriculum and you know just that notion of compost and of what it what it implies to burn away and transform in a compost heap into something that is useful and helpful and enriching and nutritious. That it's 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 really the crucible of transformation from draw draw to something that's so helpful, right? We're all we wish we could be compost, and I project that that's <laughs> what we're doing in practice, being in the compost team. <laughs> so that we, yes. we can be transformed into something that is that can be of service. <laughs> exactly exactly yes <laughs> oh i love it all right well thank love you it. so so much <laughs> go happy thanks, jen. thanks for joining us jen and ashwini that was a fabulous conversation and what dropped in was that there's something i want to do and it's so it's on the want to list and then somehow ego gets in there and it gets moved to the should list 
And uh, it's just fascinating, that whole process and coming back to, I want to compost because I want to compost, not because <laughs> yeah. I should or... Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they always be in touch with the first impulse. Yes, yes, beautiful. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Yes, this is Susan. Hi, Susan. Susan. Hi. You sound a little Um, far away. Is it possible for the volume to be slightly more? Yeah, hang on. All right, how's this? Oh, much better. Okay. So I've been doing the uh, year-long retreat and... Oh, doing the exercises on internal reflection of my own voice, other people's counting the breath, looking for joy. Good for you. Yeah, I've been I've been showing up, and then if I kind of let it get into the voices of my head, I give myself an A for effort and F for failure, and I know that's all that sort of uh, judging, but the truth is. When I hear other people talk, it all sounds so happy and so much bliss, and and that's not my experience. My experience, mm-hmm. um, I find myself. Well, it occurred to me I was doing recording. Listen, that I actually do like listening to people, and I don't have that much going on inside because I really, really like hearing what people have to say. So when the exercises are around reflecting the voices in my head or reflecting my head or counting my breath, I get frustrated because I feel like I'm multitasking and I'm, I don't want to miss what they have to say. Uh-huh. And um, like it occurred to me, God, maybe at times I actually am already present. Which, uh-huh. you know, that, um, which I never give myself credit for. I think, oh, I'm always gone and ego and lost, but that, um, that was a distinct possibility. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, yes. Before I think it to death. <laughs> yes. About, oh, before you I'll just call in. <laughs> Yeah. So, so you, you are showing up. You're doing the exercises, and ego would give you an A for effort and F for failure because there's yeah. a comparison to how you are feeling uh, in showing up versus what everyone what what, it, what it's projecting everyone's experiences. Everyone's having a blissful time, and here you are yeah. not having a blissful time, and so there's this experience. I mean, there's a sort of exploration you're in, right, about why yeah. that is the case. And what drops in for you is, well, I really enjoy listening to people. And when I'm listening to people and attempting to reflect internally or count, uh, it it feels like I'm multitasking, that my attention is divided. And that is not, uh, that doesn't feel like a, that feels, that feels like you're missing out somehow. Is that what I would say? Yeah, like I'm not. I mean, I use the word respectful, but I sincerely want to hear and contemplate 
what they're saying. Uh-huh. I do. Again, Susan, once again, I don't know if it's me or you, but you sound very far away. I'm catching about every third word you're saying. I don't know. Maybe I'm on my cell. Okay, that's better. That's better. So did you say resentful? No, when I talk to, it's funny. The only time I find myself really wanting to count the breath or you know, reflectance is occasionally conversations with my husband because as soon as I can feel irritation or judgment or uh-huh. something come up, I go, oh, I think I'll count the breath here. I'll reflect. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to get into identification there, whereas the, yeah. I think what you said is you feel present with other people because you're genuinely interested in what they're, what they're saying and you don't want to miss that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And, yeah, and, yeah I, you know, I, I guess... It's that despairing comparing stuff. Like I listen to people on the call and they talk about it, and and my mind just goes crazy. Like, what's wrong with you? How come you're not? You know, like right. That's a very good observation. Yeah, I go well. Go ahead. Go ahead. So a couple of things, right, Susan? One is it's good to notice that that the conversation of comparison is happening when when uh, when other people are talking. (laughs) <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You may or may not be mm-hmm. having that experience when you're actually reflecting somebody. And mm-hmm. you're certainly not reflecting people when they're talking because what the attention is on is on the conversation. That's just interesting. Yeah, you, well, and the conversation <laughs> yeah. yeah, is when I'm listening to the calls in the morning. I yes. Listen, I think, oh, you know, yeah. it's like hearing somebody went to Bali for vacation and you're, you know, you're in Newark, New Jersey, and yes. I. So I don't know. I. It's well, all here, I can here, do. Here are a couple of places to explore. First of all, okay. we're not practicing to have a particular experience. It's what Jen mm-hmm. and Laura were talking about. I'm not practicing mm-hmm. because I want to feel blissed, blissed out, out somewhere all the time. I'm practicing mm-hmm. because I want to be with whatever experience I'm having. I want to be interested and curious in how, how experience happens to a human being. So yeah. to be able to just be in that place of here's what I'm noticing and mm-hmm. to also notice the process that happens for you that if what I'm noticing is not the same as someone else, then I'm vulnerable yeah. to be, being tortured by self-hate as to why I'm not having the right experience, as opposed to just being here for the experience that I'm having and being curious about it, right? Yeah. That's the first myth uh, that we can yeah. uh, do away with, yeah? You're having the experience yeah. you're having, and you're in the exploration of that experience, and you notice that the only reason that that's a problem is because there's a voice in your head that's telling you you should be having a different experience like them. They, they sound so happy, and you're not. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> no, yeah. it, I, there's, it's back to there's good and bad experiences. That's you know, like that kind of thinking. And yeah. like I notice when I stop and look for joy, I get nothing. I, there's a stillness. And then I thought, well, maybe for me, joy is when my mind is actually still. It's not happy. It's not heart opening. It's just, oh, thank God, my mind is still for a minute. But I don't know. I don't know. You know, I keep thinking there's a right answer and I'm not doing it. You know, well, that's the most important thing. 
yes, that to mm-hmm. recognize that that is the story. And that movement yeah. that you're making, I look for joy, I get nothing. And instead of going, well, I'm not, I just have to conclude that I'm not a joyful person or I don't know anything about joy, to go to that place of, yeah. well, wait a minute, is this joy? <laughs> Are all the definitions of joy that I've been fed, fed by the yeah. mind, which says joy feels like X and it's a mental process. <laughs> and so when I actually look for it, I'm not looking to the mind. Uh, if I am looking to the mind, of course I won't feel anything because the mind doesn't feel anything, <laughs> right? Um, it's an idea, yeah. not an yeah. experience. I do think it's supposed to be a feeling. So when all I experience is kind of a, a stillness and kind of a spaciousness, short-lived, but there it's like, oh, this, this is wrong because it's supposed to be a feeling. or You know, like unconsciously that's what's coming that's right. up. So you're noticing how you're being controlled by the conversation. Yeah. Through judgment, through comparison, through negation, through doubt. Yeah. Yeah. And through and performance the, anxiety. And through performance <laughs> anxiety. Yeah. You're supposed to feel it's the truth. You're not feeling that way. You're supposed to uh, have this experience. You're not having this experience. Yeah. You got and their nothing. standards. Oh, their but standards. you know, I, I, I realize as I talk, to, I mean, that is kind of the story of my life. Is yeah. There's something to achieve. You have to achieve it. It has to be a good achieve. You know what I mean? And I don't set the standards. They're out there. So it's out there somewhere, and I just have to find it. You know. Yeah. yeah. So I feel and like one, true oh, well, actually, you you basically are. It's implied, right? It's not even explicit what the yeah. standards are. It's just that you never. You're not going to meet them. Whatever they happen to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. And, you know, I, I've been waiting to call in. I can't, oh, Susan, don't call in. You're just being negative And you're blah, blah, blah. And then I thought, well, there's got to be other people out there that maybe have experience like me or looking at it through the same filter. So, you know, um, I thought, well, then I'll call cause just because of that, if nothing else. Because I'm yeah. not, I just well, like this part of me is not proud of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you're not allowed to have your own experience. We have never, we've not been allowed to have our own experience since we left the cradle. Yeah. We always yeah, have to have right. the experience that meets the standards. And it is true. Almost all of us have that, uh, that feeling like uh, we all have egos, <laughs> right, Susan? And so the, mm-hmm. that, that self-hating voice is going to say the same thing to everybody, however it phrases it. And basically mm-hmm. it is you don't meet, you don't meet the standards. There's something wrong with you. You're flawed. Yeah. You're not having the right yeah. experience. You're not allowed yeah, to have an experience. <laughs> You're well, only allowed to have the experience, I say, the one that you should be having. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that line just, you know, that, well, I'm going to hold on to that. It's just that I'm in, I'm entitled, which is a strong word, to my own experience. And probably my whole life I've had that feeling that I don't experience things the same way. So, therefore, you'll be surprised there's something wrong with me. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, and if like I may just plant together. one other seed. Yes, they do go together. Yeah. And if I might plant one more seed in that place of, I genuinely want to listen to people, and if I have to count, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. There's a, just an explanation of who said so. You know, because what we're practicing is an expanded awareness. Is it true that you can't be wholly present, count, and be, uh, be aware of what someone is saying? Well, you know, I've tried, and I'm not, but I also recognize there's this 
hint of I don't feel safe. I don't, and I, that's a much longer. I'm not, I don't feel safe. Like, uh huh. I'm yeah. And 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 it's more than wanting to listen to people. There's something about I really need to pay. I don't know what it is, but I can get that yeah. hint if I'm kind yeah. of grab. Which safe. is why you, we want to explore it, right? Because when we're told yeah. we cannot do something, that every mm-hmm. flag as an awareness practitioner has to go up. So who says so? Because okay. if I'm questioning the voice in my head that tells me I'm not doing as well as someone else or that I'm not having mm-hmm. the right experience, then I want to question it when it's absolutely certain that there's only one way to listen to someone. <laughs> and that's yeah. not Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 And it sounds yeah. like you are exploring it because it's got nothing to do with listening to someone. It's a question of something else, something that you're not, you're not, it's not been explicitly said to you, but there's an awareness that it's a control process. It does have something to do with control. I don't know what, but I can feel yeah. that. I mean, I know it's deeper than the conclusions I've come to. So I keep that exactly I do, right. It, Exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. Because yeah. when resistance implies ego is threatened, and if ego yeah. is on the run, you want to pursue it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can sense that. And the other thing I just decided, I'm not going to apply any emotional valence to this or that. It's just like, okay, so what? So I show up again, and then so what? You show up again, and so yeah. I start putting in good bad columns on loss. So, so it's just nice to kind of. Out myself and my brain just like to move forward. <laughs> well, out ego, out ego, and ego. Out process. ego, yeah, yeah. So and just to connect. So thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Susan. Take care. All right, you too. Bye. Bye, Michael. Bye. Thanks for joining us, Susan. And it's always great to out ego, isn't it, Ashwini? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, Michael. Well, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, for me, the value in what we do as a Sangha is to explore our process. Yes. Whatever it is. Yes. You know, there is no other place in the world we could do that. And I can have any experience and talk about it. I don't have to have the right experience <laughs> in order to be able to get <laughs> on and have a conversation. Yes, yes, just to be free to talk about my own experience and knowing that I'm not going to be judged or criticized, it's, it's extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, because we certainly don't get that inside our heads. <laughs> right, that's for sure. And Ashwini, we're going to break here and hear from our recording and listening program and come back and talk with more callers. Thanks, Michael. You're welcome. Recording and listening is one of the most powerful tools for ending suffering. RL is based on a radical idea that rather than being lost in a conversation and conditioned mind, we can live in a conversation about what's true, what's real, what's arising in life in the moment. With recording and listening, we develop the powerful skill of directing the attention enabling us to access the wisdom, love, and compassion that is our authentic nature. We have a six-week virtual class to train in this amazing tool and experience its benefits. Sangha who have taken this class are saying that learning to direct the attention opens up endless possibilities 
and so often provides clarity and hope. Others report that finding refuge in my own voice and strengthening the awareness of the mentor is both transformative and powerful. Now is a great time to sign up with a recording and listening trainer. This class is perfect for brand new folks and old timers alike. To sign up with an individual trainer, simply email rltrainer at livingcompassion.org. Please check the website for quarterly group classes as well. Experience the joy of presence with the support of recording and listening. Welcome back to Open Air. And Ashwini, we have another caller here. Excellent. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hi, it's Ramita. Hey, Ramita. Hi, Michael. Hi, Ashwini. Um, that last conversation was wonderful on the phrase, you know, I can't do this as a, like a neon time to pay attention was a part of what I, what I experienced in doing the year-long retreat this last week. Mm-hmm. Yes, the flag of I can't is an eagle flag yeah yeah the i um you know the practice of counting the breath has revealed so much i i never would have guessed i'd never paid such close attention to how much conditioning has to say about each breath i mean there is no such thing as an okay (laughs) Uh breath uh-huh, uh-huh. And, yeah, it just reveals that that's the process, right? It doesn't matter what the content is. Wherever, wherever, whatever the content is, it has a lot to say about it. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, to, you know, the breath has been the focus of attention for a long time, but something about the structure of everything helped me mm. see it more clearly and to really catch it when, conditioning is like I can't you know the breath started getting tense and Mm. you know the noticing joy and just this convoluted again I can't do this and I caught it and I said this is ego can't do this ego Mm -hmm. is trying to do this exercise and it can't do it yes yes it's that's so good to see uh right Romita which is that when the I can't is, a, is, is what is impossible for uh, egocentric karmic conditioning, salt hate. It's just so natural for life. Life breathes. Life is joyful. <laughs> it's just simply mm-hmm. what it is. And it's the negation of that that is coded in that language to make us believe that somehow or the other, this is all full of effort and it's completely beyond my capacity as this limited little mental concept. To yes. achieve it. And yes. it's so true. It can't do it. It's telling the truth. Yes, yes. And and then, you know, it was such an interesting process. The things started loosening up, you know, like the the knot the ball of yarn was getting untangled with starting with that and then seeing that, you know, okay, um that's ego, that's not me, so disidentifying and then slipping into and out of identification, you know, that's ego that can't do it, 
no, I can't do this, and feeling that tension build. And then grace coming in and having me, it felt like bringing the spirit of inquiry to, you know, what is the breath? You know, ego was telling me the breath starts here and ends there, and it's supposed to be this depth. And just questioning that opened up to being with the breath in the way that I have not experienced before. Mm. Yes. And that is the process, too. We experience it over and over again in practice. We have an exercise. The heart responds. The ego takes over. It can't do it. And the pressure mounts, right? That, that effort to do it versus the voices that don't want to do it. And what that brings, that tension results in, is a letting go. It's a complete surrender. You finally get to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to quit this process. Not in that ego way, but in that surrender place. And now the relaxation happens. I think we were looking at it uh, on the radio show this morning, right, where I'm identified and I'm attempting to get out of the identification, and I can't. So I put myself mm-hmm. into a situation where a life gets me out of it, or life gets mm-hmm. out of it, or however you want to say that. And that's what you're describing. Yes. There's this, the tension mounts, the double bind that Alan Watts talked about, right? I, I, I'm an insomniac, and I'm trying to sleep, and that's the very thing that keeps me from sleeping. And then you experience that breakthrough, that process of the, the, the quitting happening, in the, the efforting stopping, and then the relaxation, which allows me to be with in that curiosity and uh, fascination and just uh, the life process. Yes, exactly so. And, and then life takes over, and, you know, I can relax into... Um, the recognition and insight came that, you know, this ego would have me focus so precisely on the breath um, that that awareness was completely collapsed and mm-hmm. literally a physical sort of collapse over it. And then to recognize that noticing joy, it sort of was the counter, like the remedy for that and expansion happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that the 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 way ego would do the exercise is to have the attention on it, not on the breathing. It would say it's focused on the breath, but that's why the attention, coll- I mean, the awareness collapses. And so the recognition for you yeah. that the noticing joy is the redirect of the attention away from ego into here, into awareness, from which it's possible to be with the breath. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, I hadn't. Yes. So so it's been an did absolute I pleasure. What you were seeing? Did I reflect that inaccurately, Rebecca, uh, Romita? No, no, you, you no, that was that was true. That was it that uh-huh. I hadn't recognized as precise. I hadn't disidentified totally from the, you know, the constricted um focus uh, focus of attention. There was there's still uh-huh. a part of identifying with that so hearing that sort of stirred the pot a little bit and I I think I hesitated before owning that but that is that has been my experience with it Mm. oh that's wonderful it really is it it, that that uh, they're all movements I just love that it's a movement of attention Mm -hmm. yeah and it feels it's it's like that sense of okay (laughs) 
I, the popped in my mind just now is I've got it, but I'm suspicious of that because I know. Who <laughs> wants, well, wants there was a moment say. of exaltation, and maybe that's that's it, right? I in this moment the insight drops in, so I know, and then that's all. It passes through. We don't hold on to it. That's right. That's right. That that was the impulse from life, and then ego is right there to take credit. <laughs> and there you were, right there to notice it. All good. Yes, and and now. I feel like I'm getting a sense of what you talk about with the love of training. I feel mm. like mm. There's, there's, there's an opening now to practice in a way that um, conditioning has had more control over than I've been aware of in the past. So mm. I'm having a yeah. great time here. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's wonderful. <laughs> that wonderful way we fall in love with the process. I think that's what Cherry yeah. talks about all the time, that love of practice. When the love of practice can't be taken away from you, then the joy comes in the journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm resting in the gap between the breaths and uh, mm. noticing joy here. Mm. So. Mm. Thank you mm. so much. Thank you, Ramita. Thanks for joining us, Ramita. And I love that conversation, Ashwini, and the joy of training. And it's all—it's all fun. It's all—it's great to participate. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's great to participate, and the fun is in having your experience. Yes. Uh, going back to what we were talking about with Susan, I, I mean, I might be having fun, or or I'm being told I'm not. <laughs> but even right. noticing that is fun, right? You just yes. redefine our, our definition of fun. Yes, yes. Broaden it. Yeah. yeah. Broaden it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. And we have another caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Ashwini and Michael. It's Karen in California. Hey, Karen. Hey, Karen. Hey. Um, well, boy, I'm, one thing I'm seeing is that we all do have our own unique experience of, um, of counting the breath as we go through life and noticing the joy. And I was going to talk about my experience. So um, let's see. What have I I've been um, – uh, well, one, one thing is I feel like for me – if I just practiced this the rest of my life, um, that, I mean, that that could be enough for me to practice for the rest of my life. <laughs> just just yeah. that. I mean, yeah. These exercises for me have just been huge, and this mm. one in particular. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and there's something about it, right, Karen, because it's so basic. Yeah. It's so it's I mean basic may be the wrong word, but it's so essential. It's like it's simple, it's direct and that it's and it's structured and therefore it's powerful. Is yeah. that what is that what you're pointing at? Yes. Well yes and and for me in the sense that practice has given me my life, that that's what I feel like. Um, or that's been my experience that I was a person that when I was in conversation with somebody else, I was actually in a conversation in my own head and, you know, 
quote, trying to listen to the other person, but really I was just in, up in my own head the whole time. So for me, to um, I think it's why I just love reflective listening buddies because I've been, over so many years now, been able to practice just, just relaxing and listening and not going off with ego. And that's, of course, for me what this exercise has been. And then the the subtlety, I'm so happy that this, that like, I don't think I ever thought about it, but there is a joy. There is a joy of coming back and just counting the breath, whether I'm talking with somebody or just what, whatever I'm doing, there, there is, there is, that's, there's joy there. There truly is. Mm. And um, so for me, what this, this exercise has been, I feel like this one, noticing the joy and also just counting the breath. I feel like what I've been given is the gift of um, having a tool to be with, um, well, just be with. But be be mm-hmm. while I'm doing, <laughs> like mm-hmm. if I'm, you know, like cooking dinner, I can, this exercise for whatever reason is giving me the ability to, like I've seen the difference between getting in there and cooking dinner or being with, mm-hmm. uh, it be, yeah. just being with, it, oh, yes. so that's what I'm seeing, it's, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so Karen, if I may ref- pause and reflect that. So the practice of, of reflection, of internal reflection, has given you your life back in the sense of you, you know the experience of being the person who's having a conversation with ego while you're attempting to listen to someone. And so the ability to use that tool in order to sidestep the, the ego process allows you to be with that other person. And I project that be with is the process that is, 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 the, is the same in either internally reflecting, externally reflecting, or counting the breath and coming to joy. Because you're, what they all do is assist you to be with. Be with yourself, within quotes, or be with life, the life force animating you and experiencing the joy in that. Yeah. Because there is one way of, of, of cooking, and, it's, and you could be cooking, and if attention is on the conversation and conditioned mind, it's the same process as, as listening to somebody, but with attention on conversation and conditioned mind. The constant here is the attention on conversation and conditioned mind, which robs us of being with. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, hearing you say that, it's the same thing that happens. You know, I, can, I live by a beautiful park that I walk in most days, and... Um, and if I'm up in my head, of course, I don't, I, don't, I don't get to be with the walking or the park or with Karen or with, you know, with any of it. And then, and then to remember, that, you know, and it, dro- it drops in to count the breath and it's just, there's the joy. Oh my gosh, look where I am. I'm in the magic. And, um, and you know, and I... I'm not saying that's always, but it's, it's, um, I'm practicing that. I'm practicing for that. And also noticing how as the day winds down and I'm, um, 
you know, I'm more tired or, you, you know, it's, then, then it's, I find this, sometimes it's a little harder to find the joy, but it might be just something, you know, it's probably time to like, let's start getting ready for bed. It's time to get some rest. You know, it's just still, there's something there that there's some sort of guidance or some sort of something there that takes care of, that feels kind and um, well, anyway. I don't, I don't know if this is what you are saying, Karen, because let me see if I can connect the dots between those two experiences. But in the first instance, if you live by a beautiful park and if the attention is on conditioned mind, my thoughts may be about the beautiful park. So I'm having an, a mental experience of a beautiful park rather than, than being present to and having an actual experience of a beautiful yeah. park. Yeah. Right? That's the difference. That's why you can feel the joy because yeah. joy is the experience of being present to the reality rather than to conditioning's notion of the reality. Because if I'm thinking it's beautiful, it's not the same as being with its beauty. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And so then yeah. there's that place of when, when, you're, when, when you're sort of winding down and there's a, a tiredness, you notice that the joy is not of the same quality. And so there's that exploration. It's still kind. It's still quiet, perhaps. Uh, and so, you know, it's just an interesting place to be uh, aware of maybe the qualitative difference. And also if, again, it, does that feel like you're much more vulnerable to thinking about it rather than being with it? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. We are, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And we notice those places mm-hmm. where it seems more available than in other places. Yeah. And that, that, that brings us to the place of, okay, well, here's where I pay more attention. Yeah. 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 That, that, that whole, um, well, I think that's everything. But for me, the gift of, just learning how to be with, that's what this exercise does for me. Learning, learning how to just be while I'm, <laughs> yes. you uh-huh. know, like how do, somebody yeah. has to cook dinner or do the laundry or feed the dog. How do you just be while you do those things? And that's what this seems to, to um, that feels like that. this is what, what helps me just be with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the question of how to be while you do was answered for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At least for now. But anyway, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Karen. It practices the rest of my life. I mean, you know, hopefully I do. So, okay. Thank you, Ashwin. You haven't been stopped so far, so. No, I mean hope this exercise. No, I'm never stopped oh. practice. But this <laughs> exercise, like I, like, oh, can we just let's just keep doing this ex- this exercise over and over. You know, the counting the breath. The um, anyway, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Karen. Got show. Thanks for joining us, Karen. And another great conversation, Ashwini. And I'm going to go straight to our next caller here. Next caller, you are now live on the air. And would you please introduce yourself? Hey, Ashwini and Michael. It's Jeff in North Carolina. 
Hi, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey. Uh, so um, I've got another uh, thing that I want to talk about, but briefly I want to say that I was also part of the uh, Journey to Zero Waste group coaching, and uh, I wish I could talk about that <laughs> too, <laughs> besides what I wanted to talk about. But uh, that was re- it really just like so many of our practice experiences, it was life-changing. So mm. just to say that. Mm. Thank you, Jeff. And maybe it's an, ad- it's an uh, advert for us to do it again and for more people to get on that band wa- that wagon, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Um, so what I've, I've been watching the process uh, here tonight during the call um, and uh, so uh, there's some set of, I don't know, sensations or symptoms that are, are going on uh, and that kind of started in the last couple of days and, but that, you know, getting stronger, uh, you know, just kind of right before the call. And so, uh, you know, I've had a lot of health experiences over the last several years. Um, but what I, what I was watching during the call is the difference between the fear story of what's going to happen and so on, and the, uh, the kind of calm, you know, so what, you know, what do we do here? I, I don't mean it in a, a doing like ego kind of doing way, but it's, you know, but just, you know, what's, what's, the, what's the thing here now? Um, you know, uh, is, there, is there a need to get medical attention? Is, you know, um, and, and just all of that. And, and, um, and it, was just, it was just such a clear e- example of it. Um, I, just, I just, anyway, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, said, I feel like I've said a lot of these things on the uh, on calls lately where, I, it, it, you know, I don't know if it's coming through how, how profound it is um, but just, it just was really striking me, oh, this is what's possible, you know, to, to be here with what is and, and say, okay, you know, just to be looking at, okay, well, yeah, what, what is here to do or if there is something to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, it, you know, when we say it so clearly and so uh, crisply, right, Jeff, it doesn't feel like the profound experience that it is, that there's a possibility of being with how it is, just how it is, versus being in a conversation of fear around it. It's that simple. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I, I've had this memory, uh, you know, during the, <laughs> the call, but, um, when I was in my early twenties, I talked to a man who I think he did. I think he worked like, uh, like a really, you know, tall buildings, like in construction and whatever. And he had some accident. He might've fallen. I can't remember what the particulars were, but, but it was some, you know, fairly serious accident. And I remember him telling me about it. Like he was telling people what to do. Um, he was, he was that calm about, you know, just, and I, and I, I admired, I, you know, that, you know, that, presence i'm i'm guessing now um in in hearing him and i'm not saying i'm in you know i don't know what's going on but it's not you know but any i'm not saying it's anything like that but but it's just um but i just i you know i'm getting a glimpse of oh yeah when we're present not listening to the ego voices whatever's going on it's possible to be be here and available to life for 
what the moment is calling for um, rather than, you know, in, in some story about what's going to happen to me. Yes, absolutely. It's, that, it's, the, Zen, it's the Zen story of those marauding robbers who tore through the countryside, you know, pillaging and plundering and killing people. And they come into the Zen monastery and the teacher's seated on the cushion and the guy takes out his sword and says, I'm the kind of man who could run you through with a sword. And the teacher <laughs> yeah. looks at him and said, I'm the kind of man that you can run a sword through, <laughs> right? <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah, that there's no fear there. There's no, oh my God, I've got to run because of what's going to happen to me if this man takes a sword out and passes it. There, there's the complete ability to meet the moment for what it is. Right. Yeah, it's right. It's just so, it's so fabulous because, um, you know, there's, I don't know, it just seems like to me, it's the difference between I'm in a life story again about me um, or um, there's, there's some, you know, a sense of connection, you know, to life or, you, you know, or I, you know, whatever, or identification with life, whatever there's, a, there's not, uh, there's this a, a larger sense of well-being that you know really beyond this life form it feels like um, you know because this life form is going to to die at some point um, but there's but it feels like there's some larger connection of you know that you know that's you know life life doesn't die um, in that way and I, I don't know that's what that's a, at least how it seems oh. to me yeah yeah. That identification, it's what, it's what they talk about as awakening to your true nature in some sense of the word, right? Because what the true nature of life is, is eternal, it's unchanging, it doesn't die, it's never born. And so there's that sense of, uh, uh, of, of being aware that it's a story, that the story about what's going to happen to me, what I'm afraid of, all of that is not part of the reality that I inhabit. It, it, mm. it goes on, but I'm untouched by it. And if I'm not in it, there's a way that I may be aware of it, but it's not my experience. And therefore, if, 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 the, uh, if there's something wrong is not my context of existence, then my context of existence is everything is okay. <laughs> Within that context, how do I meet the moment? Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. Oh, that's it's. And one of the things that occurred to me in uh, in listening to what you were just saying is, my um, the story is not my experience. Mm. Um, oh, wow! Yeah, yeah. Right, because if I, I'm identi- if I'm up in the head, if I'm identified with the you know the system <laughs> in the head, then the story is my experience. And it seems like reality. It seems like what's happening. It seems like what's true, even though it's usually about the future or, you know, or, or sometimes about the past or whatever it is. And, the, and it's not even about the future. It's about the imaginings of the mind that pretend to be the future. Um, but anyway, um, so, but, but if, but if, you know, if there's presence, then you know, whatever story may be going on at, you know, at times, that's not, it's, that's not the experience. There's a recognition that this moment is the experience. And, the, and, and yeah. there, there really is adequacy to the moment. Mm-hmm. Yes, because there can't be anything else. <laughs> it's complete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's such yeah. a profound difference 
between, I mean, I think you're pointing to that. We, we say we, we have these uh, handles for it, which often takes away from the experience itself, which is I'm not looking through conditioned mind. I'm looking at conditioned mind. So what you're saying mm-hmm. is if I'm identified with it, then that is my experience. When I'm not identified, it's not my experience. I'm not in a conversation about what's going to happen to me. I'm just here in, a, in well-being, completely adequate to what's here because there's no separation between me and what's here. It's all the same thing. Yes. Yeah, that, that really describes it well. There's no, separa- uh-huh. yeah, there's no separation between, in quotes, me and the moment. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you very much. Well, thank you. What a wonderful note to end this call on. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. And what a fabulous conversation and what a fabulous show, Ashwini. I couldn't agree with you, Michael. It, 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 you know, it just, it seems so much of our practice is deepening and uh, so much courage and so much insight and it's just a very very fun and fascinating uh, exploration yes yes and I'm thrilled to be a part of it me too thank you Michael thanks Ashwini okay talk to you next week